You're listening to The Bottom Bible. I'm Katie. I'm Vanessa. This is a weekly podcast brought to you by a couple of bottom-loving bitches who want to talk about sex, relationships, current events, pop culture, and everything in between. Thanks for listening. To tell me what you want from me. I, I really need it. I, I really need it. Ooh. Hello. Hi. Welcome to The Bottom Bible. I'm Katie. And I continue to be Vanessa. And we're back. It's another week, another pod, another episode, more really loud motorcycles outside my windows. They think they're so cool. One one step closer to (laughs) the next episode, because I don't remember what number we're on. And TBH, as soon as we finish recording, I completely forget what we talked about. And I have to text Katie like a grandma. Hey, what did we talk about this last one? What did we do? Well, speaking of grandmas and ma's, um, this week we're talking about an interesting, we have an interesting subject matter that I stumbled upon maybe six months ago to a year ago. Um, I was in a YouTube black hole, as you do, and it was just like these weird, do you ever like if you get videos recommended to you and you're like, oh, sure, why not this, but you're like, why don't I hit play? Um, perhaps give you guys like $5 or something with your monetizing. I don't know how YouTube monetizing works. Probably like 10 cents, not $5. Who am I kidding? Um, $5. Um, okay. So we're going to talk about trad wives you've seen it in the title of the episode but it's trad wives that's t-r-a-d-w-i-v-e-s um trad wife singular trad wives plural this is a movement of sorts that um the definition of a trad wife which is short for traditional wife so it's a woman who prefers to take a traditional submissive role in a marriage Some may have chosen to leave careers in business or in public life to focus instead on their families and raising children. They tend to agree with very conservative, traditional statements like a woman's place is in the home. They do all the cooking, cleaning, that kind of thing. So the one of the, the biggest names in this trad wife movement, um, she's a British lady by alina kate pettit is her name and she even so much as has a website um a whole academy it's called the darling academy and it's a website yeah where she's a blogger there's all these other traditional wife bloggers that um contribute they do like a lot of recipes a lot of tips i first stumbled across her um via youtube i think it was bbc had a video highlighting, showcasing, like, what is a trad wife? Because it's this, it really, like, blossomed um, on social media. Um, there was a hashtag trad wife, like, let's return back to the such and such 50s. Um, so let's let's talk about this, this gal. So one of her um, big, I do believe, big catchphrases is going to be... Um, I like spoil my husband like it's 1959 or something. That's like a quote that she's been said to have said on her many interviews. So, so I'm turn him in for being a communist. <laughs> right. I don't know if that's the right time frame. I wasn't here. 
So a lot of her tips on her YouTube, she has a YouTube channel. You can look it up. It's the Darling Academy. Um, and a lot of her stuff is very British etiquette based, but there's also been the, con- even, ugh, I can't even get this out because it's even more problematic. Even more problematic is the alt-right has taken to the term as well. And we'll get into a little bit of that later. But let's let's see what Miss Alina has to say in terms of like, what does it mean to be in defense of the trad wife, which is her, her uh, in what she embodies as a, as a wife and as a woman. This is what she says that she feels destined to be. Okay, so a trad wife, ironically, she says, is not subservient. Though a traditional housewife may submit to her husband, <laughs> she is not considered of lesser importance to him or allows herself to be in a position that threatens her rights. A traditional woman's place is not under a man's feet, but under his wing by his side. Okay. Okay. Um, she believes in a trad wife believes in good, wholesome values. Um, she is smart in choosing a mate she can trust and give over submit certain responsibilities to him in order for them to have a clear division of emotional administration and physical labor in the home. Um, A trad wife is not controlled by others, neither by her husband or her boss. In fact, (laughs) in fact, she has more freedom under the headship of her husband. Honey. (laughs) Okay. That sentence doesn't make any sense. Then she does an employer. Um, What's more, her husband cares for her emotional well-being and health far more than any employer ever could. A trad wife believes she is worth far more than a salary. Trad wives do not measure their value in being able to produce monetary income, but in how they can save their family money, how they can produce fine children, and create a loving home, which is open all hours. So... I watched a a few videos with her, some of her instructional things, some of her interviews. And what I noticed, and it's it's coming through, it comes through a lot in these lists um, as I was highlighting and reading and, and, you know, going over information on her, I noticed it's it's she tries to spin these ideals. (laughs) But, you know, we're not we're not submissive. We're not subservient. Wow, but then directly contradicting herself in the next sentence or in the very sentence that she's writing. Um, because she did talk about how she wouldn't go as much to say, she's like, oh, it's an allowance if you call it that. Well, like, honey, it's an allowance. Your husband is gi- your yeah. husband is giving you the amount of money that you can spend for a week, then it's an allowance. If you're going to embrace this, bitch, just call it like it is. Like, if it's an allowance if you want to call it that. No, that's, that's what it is. It's what it um, is. So, yes, that's what I want to call it. Yes. Um, So a trad wife honors her femininity and what makes her different from men. A trad wife honors the natural order and believes that though she is just as important as the male of her species, she is created differently and embraces it. So there are many, many parts and points of this trad wife business that I find very problematic. But this is very problematic to me, obviously, because it's so gender binary, right? You have men, you have women. There's absolutely uh-huh. no wiggle room for anything in between. There's no wiggle room for like, okay, well, what do you do if you have two trad wives that fall madly in love with each other and want to live together forever in Fook? Does that not something that's going to happen? Like, I... <laughs> ah. Okay. 
this is something where it's like if you have to say it, I might suggest that you um, look inward a little bit. A trad wife is not racist. She is inclusive. Let's see why she believes this. She sees the person, not the package. She is categorically not a white supremacist. Open your eyes and you'll see proud traditional housewives of color from all over the world. If you have to say mm-hmm. you're not a white supremacist, like, mm. oh, all of a sudden I was like, oh, I didn't think that was a problem we were going to have. That's another. <laughs> yes. Is that something we need to look at? <laughs> Do we need to examine that issue? I didn't realize we were going to open that can of worms too, ma'am. Um, a trad wife rejects distasteful elements of feminism. Ah. In its purest form, which fights for equality, she loves feminism and is thankful for those who fought for her rights. However, she openly rejects the side of feminism that is man-hating, takes a victim mentality in all things, and promotes that the future is female. Her argument for this. How does she explain to her young sons that the future is female and there are no marches and catchy slogans for him? No, she believes the future is family. Stop. Is that like the <laughs> trad wife version of All Lives Matter? It is. <laughs> Hashtag right. trad wives matter. Have, I mean, haven't men had enough parades? Aren't they good? And marches and slogans, like they're good, right? I feel like it. Um, how, how do you explain to your young sons that the future is female? Well, how about saying that for um, like hundreds of years minimum, mm-hmm. um, women have been treated as not equal to men? Yeah. We're not even going to get into the subject of race, but, you know, I guess since she's not a white supremacist, I guess she doesn't have to explain that to her, her kids. Um, but you know, like your little sister isn't going to earn the same amount of money doing the same job as you. And that's a problem. That's a problem. So we need to fight for your little sis. Mm -hmm. Doesn't make you any less important. It just means that she's equally as important. Yes. Yeah. How about like that? Can we write a list and mail it to her? Um, She's got a few more points, and then we'll get into some other juicy things that are not directly from her. And again, if you want to read, I'm not reading everything on this list, but if you want to read it, just go to the Darling Academy, and it's there. Okay. I'm on I'm on her website. Mm. I'm, I mean, okay. I did read a really great article, How to Make a British Cup of Tea. <laughs> but so, it's, okay, well, we'll, yeah, we'll. So we'll, tr- we'll discuss the uh, initial <laughs> response and what her uh, website looks like. I, I'm covering my eyes right now, you guys. A trad wife doesn't want to send us back to the 1950s. She simply likes that time because it was the last time her occupation was celebrated in mainstream media. The last time there were aspirational role models for housewives. Not to mention the last time ladies dressed up in clothes that were tight enough to show you're a woman and loose enough to show you're a lady. Huge problem here is the concept that this lifestyle was A, a choice. There's a very awful, especially among white women, there's a really awful like rose-colored glasses kind of like 
glorifying these times gone by as if it was something where wives were women were just choosing to live in these Mm -hmm. subservient roles um when that was all you could do and we'll get into how these things changed and why these things changed in a couple of other articles but um this whole concept of of the fact that she gets to make a decision whether she wants to be a career woman or she wants to live this lifestyle is where her argument is already flawed. Um, these mm-hmm. weren't role models. This is what corporations were selling as this is what women should be buying with their allowance from their men. And these are the right. roles that these women had to do, be it religion, be it whatever, um, societal norms. And it's it's a lot of very like weird slut shaming elements to it too. It's very problematic. Well, also the like, um, I don't know if she's poked her head out from her own ass lately, but, uh, I know people that would love to choose to be the at home mm-hmm. parent, men and women. Yep. Um, good luck. Yep. It's a very privileged thing. People need to work. Uh-huh. In most case, most you know, mm-hmm. lower middle class families, yeah. both parents work. There is no choice. Mm-hmm. You got to be a housewife, and then you got to also go out and bring in a paycheck because you can't afford to live off of just one salary. Yeah, this With is also multiple she, children. Yeah, forget about it. This, oh, she girl. is a white woman as well, and this is something that is very, very common to see. Um, this idea, this whitewashing of what the 50s and the 60s was like. Mm-hmm. Who do you think was watching a lot of those young babies? Not those white housewomen. No. They had yeah. people of color, nannies, watching, cleaning their houses. Um, especially if you're in that. And, and there were other households where no matter you know what ethnicity you were or what have you, both people had to work. This is a very suburban, white, privileged concept of the 50s and the 60s. Okay. She goes on to say that um, a trad wife is brave. Let's see why she thinks a trad wife is brave. In a world that insists on exposing the risk she is taking, she is brave enough to risk not having a paid job. Privileged enough to risk not having a paid job. Mm -hmm. She is brave enough to risk taking her vows seriously. She's brave enough to be reliant on her husband for money. Mm. Lucky, fortunate enough. Um, But at the same time, she is smart. Smart enough to budget. I don't understand why there should be any kind of separation between brave and smart. That's weird. But at the same time, she is smart. Smart enough to budget. Smart enough to save. Smart enough to have life insurance. Weird flex. And smart enough to educate herself at home on current affairs, things that interest her. Again, I think we could just put the word privileged and replace all of those adjectives she's trying to use and that would fit well. Yeah. Um, and there's there's more and more of the same, same, same stuff. Um, but lastly, she, she goes into a very sort of religious place with it a bit with mm. comparing her to Proverbs and... Um, Tradwife is a Proverbs 31 woman, uh, regardless of whether she is a believer. The fuck that's supposed to mean? Who can find a virtuous and capable wife? She is more precious than rubies. Her husband can trust her, and she will greatly enrich his life. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. And there's all these Proverbs she lists. It gets real churchy. Um, Again, she's very defensive. Um, 
So she sums it up. Does this sound like a lazy, bigoted, racist person to you? Again, no one accused. Kind of. No one. Right, though? Just kidding. No one. No one came at you with this. What's the deal? Or simply a loving wife and do- a doting mother who, when she married, became one with her husband working towards a common goal. A loving mother who decided that she is the very best resource her children could ever need and so chooses to stay home to raise them herself. Despite the fact that she is unpaid to do all these things, she has never felt happier or more fulfilled. Um, I mean, not even to mention... You're leaving out a whole group of people, single parents, single mothers, single fathers, same sex couples, um, transgender parents like you are just absolutely. So one of the big takeaways from her list is this is the best way to do things. So it seems like this is the best way to be a a woman. Um, You are completely alienating so many people in that wild Um, list. I went on her website and I looked at the like with her what is the trad wife page mm-hmm. and at the very end of her like essay because not only is she alienating everybody who doesn't stay at home i guess she's also alienating other <laughs> yeah. housewives because it's like there's a quote from her that she puts in big big font the difference between trad wives and the current day housewife is that we take the career of a housewife very seriously and celebrate each other in the community for it. Yeah. So you think you, you're you better than other housewives. She's like even amped you guys up. Can pat yourself on the back for it? it? It It's very, very bizarre and interesting on her. So a little backstory on our Alina gal. So I watched a video... I would suggest if you're fascinated, and I reading through that list, I, my mouth was agape the entire time, highlighting all these different points. And so I decided to watch a few of her videos, rewatch a couple, but then I watched a new one that she did with her mom. And her mom was a single, like a very modern woman, as she would call it, a single parent, raised her, and then she has a sister that's like 20 years her junior. And... I wrote down, these are my notes. Mom is the shit. Daughter seems real crazy. Um, Seems really insecure about the idea, the concepts of femininity. Her ideas of femininity are very boxed and very, um, just a one note. Um, And she says in the video when she's talking with her mom that she feels like femininity has been squashed. And I don't, I, she, it just seems, it strikes me as she is very insecure. Um, and she has a very narrow view of insecure of, of femininity, whereas like you and I are have varying degrees of like things that we do that are feminine. But I wouldn't say that either one of those things takes away or puts another yeah, version of whatever we do, you know, in a different standing. Like it doesn't It's not a competition. Thank you, yeah. Nobody's keeping score. And if you want to stay at home and if you are able to financially Mm -hmm. you're able to stay at home and care for your children and like take care of the household cool yeah but like do it because that's what you truly want Mm -hmm. to do not because that's the role you think yeah women are supposed to be made to be because what about those of us who don't have children yeah who never got married yeah I agree. I, I don't understand. It's this idea of like, 
something is supposed to be a certain way. And if you don't do it that way, then you're failing somehow. But usually those people, like we've seen with her, it's all coming from a source of insecurity within herself. She could just like, fine, you want to wear like skirts and I mean, she doesn't even do that. But like you want to be this version of whatever you think an ideal housewife is. Go for it. Go for broke. But don't start making these rules and and have this very like holier than art thou concept and this idea one thing that really bothered me was her feminism part where she talked about victim blaming she was victim blaming she was saying that all these women are are, are claiming to be the victim um and we'll get into the other problematic um issues with this this movement so i did find another interesting article which is going to talk about it's from um unheard which is u-n-h-e-r-d i couldn't get a full vibe of this website it seemed a little bit like like moderate conservative a bit the writer did a little bit um but it did have an interesting article on um on this whole why trad wives aren't trad enough why they're actually not even traditional enough where they're failing um and it's written by mary harrington and this is actually from january so this this trad wife phenomenon has been happening has been kind of like booming i maybe if you will um on social medias for the last couple of years um but it's still kind of a recent thing a lot of people don't know about it and so this article is going to go into how this idealized, um, you know, concept of a 1950s housewife is actually really kind of a new, more modern day Mm -hmm. thought of like how a family split the economic duties within a household, et cetera, et cetera. So the article starts off by talking about The Feminine Mystique, which is a book that debuted in 1963, and it changed the ideas of housewives and women it started to like, it was like the little seed that was really starting to like movement and change. So this is a quote so from the book, The Feminine Mystique. So each suburban wife struggles with it alone. As she made the beds, shopped for groceries, matched slipcover material, ate peanut butter sandwiches with her children, chauffeured Cub Scouts and brownies, lay beside her husband at night. She was afraid to ask even of herself the silent question, is this all? And this was sort of the little piece of like kindling that started a bigger spark Mm -hmm. in questioning, oh, is this all that I'm supposed to be doing? So uh, we find ourselves, like as she puts it in the article, kickstarted the fight back against housewifery. I think that's a good Mm -hmm. way to put it. So half a century later, women's exodus from the home into the workplace is well advanced. Some three-quarters of UK mothers, so again, hyper-focus on the UK, but also implies to America, too. Some three-quarters of UK mothers with dependent children now work. But in its turn, housewifery is now fighting back, which we're seeing with the tradwives, complete with its own digital subculture and hashtag. The tradwife movement rejects Frieden's call to each housewife to find herself via work of her own in favor of staying home to care for children and the housewife. And as tradwife Alina Kate Pettit set out in articles on her Darling Academy website, submitting to their husband. Um, the tradwife division of labor between a male wage earner outside the home and a non-earning housewife within is a relatively recent phenomenon. Because prior to the industrial era, households were conceived of as whole economies. 
Um, so that is until very recently, it was normal for all members of a household to contribute according to capacity to a common enterprise. So that might include like a craft or farming or, um, what do they call it? Animal husbandry, that type of, of, um, way to make, to earn a buck. Um, and so it's only over the course of the industrialization um, of our modern day that we see this like demise of medieval commons with this idea of like agriculture and all that a growing number of families were obliged to sell their labor in order to survive so that's actually how it's been for much longer than this phenomenon of this housewife staying home idea and one worker making the money and the other person staying home and taking care of the house so as work increasingly became something that took place outside the home, people were going into factories, people had workplaces to go to. Mm-hmm. Correspondingly, the home came to be viewed as it's like a private place, like a sanctuary. So um, it was untainted by worldly matters and imbued with sentiment and feminine virtue. So women, this is where we were seeing like women, like making a home, making a house right. a home that that. So according to Dr. Petra Buskins, author of Modern Motherhood and Women's Dual Identities, stay-at-home motherhood in the 1950s sense is not traditional at all. Rather, she says, it's an artifact of modernity. Its era beginning in the 19th century and flourishing up to roughly speaking the publication of Frieden's book was a brief and historically atypical social arrangement. So... We're taking the 1950s as its template. The Tradwife offers not tradition, but just a slightly older version of modernity, a version which literally drove women insane. Like she says in this article, we took like housewives and we drove them to Valium. Um, in parallel with the neutering of women's economic contribution, I really enjoy that turn of phrase, neutering of women's economic contribution, the post-industrial division of domestic labor also saw the rise of a whole branch of psychiatric medicine devoted to managing the pathological effects that division had on women's mental health. In a post-industrial private household, as American agrarian writer Wendell Berry points out, the role of housewife shrinks from productive partner in a shared enterprise to that kind of a consumer in chief. And we've talked about this before, how women were just, mm-hmm. we were the ones buying, all the ads were tailor-made to women, mm-hmm. um, be it new kitchen, new appliances, food. It was all tailor-made to the wife that was going to go out and buy um, the food for the home. Um, do you know the cartoon Blondie? Yep. Yeah. So um, Barry, uh, this uh, the writer quotes Blondie as a mostly decorative custodian of a degraded, consumptive modern household, preoccupied with clothes, shopping, gossip, and outwitting her husband. So the tradwife movement is unlikely to have much luck persuading more than a tiny minority of women um, that there is much because there's not really that much appeal in this kind of stunted role mm-hmm. of. Um, femininity or whatever you want to call it what what barry this this uh american agrarian writer says that if you really actually wanted to harken back to um a more traditional wife life um rather than harking back to 1959 we should be aiming more for 1359 um trad wife from this perspective needs to think 
traitor. Buskins told me that her research suggests most mothers want to work, but that work is not the, mo- the central or most meaningful life activity for most women. Um, Barry's call for a return to household economics finds an echo in Buskins' view. That one key solution to this tension is the capacity to work from home. From this viewpoint, um, the way forward might be less trad wife, more trade wife. So finding a skill working from home. Um, and again, this is in support of this like traditional wifery mentality. Um, so I thought that was kind of interesting that the desire of trad wives to re revalorize family life and the domestic sphere is they say it's commendable, which is, again, why I think maybe this publication is a bit conservative. On its own, though, it does not get much beyond nostalgia for a younger, more hopeful iteration of industrial modernity, which, again, I agree with that. It's these it's the rose colored glasses and back to a time that really wasn't that great. Um, fashion was cool. Mm-hmm. Wasn't the fashion. Um, Love the clothes. Not not so crazy about the rest of it all. Yeah. People looked I, great. I remember, Society was a mess. <laughs> pretty much. Um, I remember, ooh, I gotta, I gotta pull, go way back yeah. to the Feminine Mystique. That was like freshman year of college. Mm-hmm. Um, fresh, like first or second semester of college. And I remember that she, Betty Friedan, described um, like women's unhappiness. It was uh, the problem that has no name is how she referred to it mm-hmm, mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. you you were told you had everything yeah but you weren't happy and they women many women who were living this kind of household or housewife life that wasn't necessarily their choice but it was the role that was given to them mm-hmm. and it's what they what was expected of them weren't fulfilled yeah couldn't figure out why like you had everything you had a house you had a husband who was you know, uh, bringing home a paycheck that was supporting you and you had the kids and you seemed to have it all. Why weren't you happy? So that was this, it was this problem that had no name because women couldn't figure out why they weren't happy mm-hmm. and were also ashamed to admit I'm not happy. Yeah. Because if you are seen to have had to have it all, how is it that you're not happy? Like how dare you? It's like they made, um, <laughs> On Mad Men, Betty Draper was the perfect archetype mm-hmm. for that exact issue. And that's where the, like, uh, Mommy's Little Helper, like, mm-hmm. their mm-hmm. was given to women, was prescribed to women to, like, control female hysteria, which yeah, was... Yeah, a diagnosable... Not, you know, she's a woman. She's a woman. Like, yeah. she, they're, ne- they're never happy, which, okay, fair point, but <laughs> maybe we're not all happy. But nobody's happy all the time. No. Yeah. Um, But, you know, it was easier to give them uppers and downers Mm -hmm. and ignore that some of these women were intelligent and wanted to continue their education or were creative and wanted to express it in some way or just wanted to be out in the workforce, didn't Mm -hmm. want to be home like as a homemaker, mm-hmm. um, one of my best friends stayed, made the choice to stay home with, she has two daughters. She made the choice to stay home for the first, uh, oh gosh, I think 
like maybe first few years mm-hmm. of the, in total of their lives. You know, like you know, she had two little girls uh, stayed at home until the youngest was in preschool, basically. Yeah. Um, and then during that time, though, like she has two master's degrees. Yeah. And she went out and started working. Like once the girls were old enough to start going to school, that's when she decided to go back to work. And yeah. the choice that they made, it was financial, that they were in a situation where her husband working and her staying at home, taking care of the girls was better for them because the cost of childcare, mm-hmm. basically she was going to be working to pay right. for childcare. So sense. they made it work <laughs> and they planned and figured out mm-hmm. this is how we're going to do it. And then she's back, been back in the workforce for a while. Um, and now they're facing this issue where kids aren't going to be allowed to go to school. Yeah. In Cal- a lot of, a lot of places, but we're, you know, in Southern California, these schools are not planning to reopen. Yeah. And those that are like, you've got an option to do like half days, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that many people are going to be comfortable sending their kids to school, sending their very yeah. young children to school. So your choice is keep them at home. So her job moved to telecommuting. So she's able mm-hmm. to work from home. But she's mm-hmm. working. Yeah. So just because she's at home, physically at home, doesn't mean she can watch her kids. Yeah. And or like supervise their schoolwork and all this mm-hmm. stuff. So they're trying to make the decision now, like what to do. Is it what's best for their girls? Like, mm-hmm. Should one parent be at home because the girls are home right now? Because we're living in this weird time where kids have to be in school. Like, do you have help come in? And even is that safe right now? Yeah, right. To have someone come in that isn't a family member that isn't going to be living there in the household with you. So, Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, she was someone who – she made that choice. Right. And that's wonderful. Whatever you and your partner choose to do that's the best for your family, mm-hmm. cool. As long mm-hmm. as both people yeah. are on board yeah. with it and knowing that that's not all you can do. Right. You're choosing yeah. to do this, but this isn't the what you're bred to do. This isn't the only mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. that will validate you as a human. I yeah. – I'm just having a memory of I went to a wedding with Dr. Boyfriend. Mm-hmm. It was for uh, his best friend. One of his best friend's sister was getting married. So he has known their family forever and ever and ever. So we go to the wedding. This was pre quarter This was last year. So we go to the wedding <laughs> and the reception is at um, a, a nice place. So we're, there's two floors upstairs and downstairs. We're upstairs at like our assigned table. And there are some family members that have been assigned to our table. And one of the women is talking to me and she's admittedly a little wasted. Okay. Um, so she's had a few drinks. She meant well. She meant no harm. And I understand. I'm going to tell this story because it's funny. And I realize she meant absolutely no harm. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> so we're talking and she's like, oh, you're dating Dr. Boyfriend. And I was like, yeah, you know, blah, blah, blah. We're telling, talking about ourselves. And then she said, you know, and do you have kids? And I, and I said, oh, no, no, I, I don't. I don't have children. I'm, I'm not planning on, on having. No, I think I just said, like, I'm not. No, no, I don't. I don't have children. 
And she's like, well, that's okay. I mean, <laughs> you're a complete person. And I was just like, I know. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. And she says it at the table. And I look right at Dr. Boyfriend who's across <laughs> from me. And he's like kind of starting to laugh. And his friend's other friend, his friend's other relative is on the other side. She's a writer, very accomplished, very, very, you know, educated, super smart. And I kind of make eye contact with her and she just makes this face like, (laughs) and then I was like, I was kind of just smiling and nodding at this woman. I was like, yeah, yeah, I I don't, I don't feel, yeah, you know, incomplete. I'm, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm, I'm cool. I'm good. I'm good. (laughs) <laughs> because you also I can't get <laughs> getting too like flustered about that kind of seems like I'm the trad wife mm-hmm. kind of leaning in a little too hard to cover up the fact that I'm insecure mm-hmm. about it. I really mm-hmm. am okay with not having children like I that was yeah. a choice I made and I'm fine with it. I, I wasn't anti-children. It was just one of those like, you know, it didn't happen and that's cool, probably for the best. Um, I don't think I have motherly instincts. Mm. I think I've got a lot of empathy yeah, for, for people. And I am very sensitive to people's needs and I enjoy helping others. But I don't – I didn't have that mom gene. Mm. Like that switch never flipped for me yeah and maybe if I'd gotten pregnant and had kids it would have because mm-hmm. that is something mm-hmm. my mom used to tell me that growing up she never imagined herself having kids and it was kind of something she never really thought about and she got married a little later and like I mean well for what in those days was later in life she was yeah, in her yeah, late yeah. 20s when she got married and early 30s when she had me yeah but it, a lot of people thought it wasn't going to happen for her because mm-hmm. oh my gosh she was 32 and still hadn't had kids yeah so she did she had me when she was 32 And she said that it wasn't until she got pregnant with me and I was born that like that instinct sort of kicked in. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I'm not saying I would have left my children like in the car (laughs) or in cardboard boxes. (laughs) If I'd had them, I guess, you know, you, it's just something you have to learn Mm -hmm. how to do, but I'm fine with not having had them. I don't see myself as less than or more than anything. I'm just another woman. Yeah. I'm a woman I, I, who did not have children. You I are just, a woman who got married and may have yeah. children. And somehow we still are able to coexist. And like, we don't keep score. We're still yeah. both pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's fine. Anytime you start making lists of what shoulds and shouldn'ts, um, yeah, it's a big problematic place. And so I do have one more article, um, which is like the height of problematic and leave it to it's not just the Americans, but we know how to really amp something up, you guys. <laughs> um, this is a New York Times article from 2018. It's written by Annie Kelly, who is a PhD student at the University of East Anglia researching the impact of digital cultures on anti-feminism and the far right. So this is entitled The Housewives of White Supremacy. So article starts off with um, talking about a podcast interview that was posted last spring. 
Nicole um, Jorgensen, a singer and formal school teacher in North Dakota, explained to the host that she has never been happier since marrying and having children. And yet, between cute pastoral anecdotes of growing her own vegetables and making banana bread, it soon becomes clear that Miss Jorgensen is advocating something sinister, not just a return to agrarian motherhood. She lived in Germany temporarily, she says, but left just before an influx of refugees took over the country. Mm. She just had a child and thinks the new baby is beautiful, but maybe not quite in the same way all mothers do. She's quoted to have said, I always wanted children that looked like me, she says. Blonde-haired, blue-eyed babies, but I kind of had to say it under my breath. Well. Okay, so... By the time the interviewer begins to gush about how wonderful it is that Miss Jorgensen and her husband are both of Norwegian heritage, you guys come from the same blood, it's clear what political demographic both women are catering to. Miss Jorgensen is being interviewed on Radio 314, a white supremacist talk radio program. It is interviewing her because she considers herself a trad wife. All right. So the digital far right, frequently called the alt-right, is largely regarded as a male-only space. Um, the movement shares DNA with so-called incels. We all know that term, um, which is a network of men who feel women have unfairly denied them sexual relationships. And it is defined in part by its misogyny and its anti-feminist and anti-woman language. So some of the members of the alt-right have taken note of this. Um, bully for them. And we're going to go over to Sweden for a hot second. They've noticed the absence of women in their movement. And in 2016, the Swedish nationalist Marcus Follen, who calls himself the Golden One, of course he does, on YouTube, made a video called The Women Question. In it, he urged his followers to dial down the open misogyny. Not dial down the misogyny, but just dial down the open misogyny. And consider new strategies to win over more women to the white nationalist cause. He was responding to statistics from the Austrian presidential election that happened that year, in which female voters helped swing the election away from the candidate of the far-right Freedom Party. It's quoted to have said, You might not like that women have the right to vote. You might not like that anyone has the right to vote. But it's about winning a long-term political victory. Enter the trad wives. Over the past few years, dozens of YouTube and social media accounts have sprung up showcasing soft-spoken young white women who extol the virtues of staying at home, submitting to male leadership, and bearing lots of children and being traditional wives. But running alongside what could be mistaken for a peculiar style of mommy vlogging is a virulent strain of white nationalism. Wife with a purpose is what one such advocate calls herself, wife with a purpose, um, made some international headlines when she issued something she titled the White Baby Challenge. Citing falling white birth rates in the West, she urged her followers to procreate. I've made six, she wrote. Match or beat me. Wife with a purpose might be the most prominent and certainly most openly white supremacist of the women who call themselves trad wives, but she is not an anomaly. These accounts that you're seeing in the social media, they veer dizzingly from Cosmo style tips on pleasing your husband to racial musings about ghetto music. 
Oh, boy. Um, calls to reassert their vision of the white race. The deliberately hyper-feminine aesthetics are constructed precisely to mask the authoritarianism of their ideology. So the biggest trad wife accounts, thankfully, only have about like 10,000 YouTube subscribers. But still, um, they do remain worth contemplating because they help to illuminate some of the forces that drive the alt-right and where this movement that we're seeing of this alt-right, the, the, the direction where it's going. The alt-right is abhorrent, it is racist, it is hate-filled, she continues to write, which, yes, absolutely, 100%. It's a piece of fucking garbage. Um, but, she says, it is, like any other mass movement, also driven by a sense of dissatisfaction with modern life. So, I do understand, that might sound a little jarring to some people, but I do think I understand where the author is coming from, is... Similar to what on that Harry Potter podcast I listened to where she's like, just because I want to know the reason behind the action doesn't mean I'm condoning the action. I just want to know what's mm -hmm. driving it. Um, so she's looking more and she also studies alt-right um, and um, anti-feminism in the digital age. So it's going to help us, she says, by, by looking at these trad wives help us understand the sources of that dissatisfaction by revealing points of overlap between red lipstick mothers of six and the men who complain of being kissless virgins. So she's basically trying to figure out what are the motives behind this, like, just disgusting alt-right, like, organization, because it's normally so split, right? It's normally misogyny, men, 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 and now we have this female archetype that they're portraying, these trad wives coming in, and looking at them might help draw a connection between what they're both feel like they're missing where the anger is coming from a frustrated yearning for a mythic past of material abundance at a time when it is becoming increasingly difficult for young people to build careers and achieve financial security is not gender specific so that's what she's finding this link between the two genders Tradwives also point to the ways that the half-finished work of the sexual revolution has brought about not just male but also female discontents the likes of pickup artists and incels claim that the sexual revolution has brought about a consequence-free life of pleasure for young women, while socially awkward or unattractive men are left behind. But the existence of trad wives points to a more nuanced reality. Female fears of objectification and sexual violence remain as potent as ever. The trad wife subculture exploits them by blaming modernity for such phenomena, and then offers chastity, marriage, and motherhood as escape. Like, oh, this will protect you. If you're just pure and you are very, you know, uh, modest, you, you won't get raped. Um, as one such YouTube commentator, who is a teenager, very young, and they don't name her, but told her audience, traditionalism does what feminism is supposed to do. Ugh. In preventing women from being made into sexual objects and treated like a whore, in quotes. And then the author basically says, it's a lie. Of course. Modesty has never been a safeguard against degradation or rape or any kind of sexual assault. And we know that a rapist is no less likely to hurt a woman simply because he's married to her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, duh. As you all went like, uh, what the fuck? No. Yeah, we agree. Um, but it's not difficult to see how this could potentially be to these insecure people that we're seeing a kind of a seductive lie. Oh, if I just do this thing and I dress this way, I'll be safer. Because um, we keep seeing 
that eagerly this is eagerly shared in this trad wife community this idea of modesty and not exposing right. too much i saw um we'll link another one but there's another gal and i think because i watched <laughs> this trad wife stuff i got exposed to classically abby who was another real controversial character and she talks a lot about dressing modestly um so at the present These shared dissatisfactions haven't helped the alt-right recruit significant numbers of women because, quite simply, the men cannot keep their seething misogyny in check. Um, But it is within their their sort of goal to, I think, appeal to these women, their wives, these women that are maybe on the on the outskirts of this alt-right community because it is so heavily male-dominated to maybe that's their in, I suppose. So, um, but the problem is, is it is, there's so much raging misogyny, and maybe I don't know if that's the problem is the right word, but the issue these people are having um, is several longtime alt-right commentators have begun to post lengthy warnings denouncing trad thoughts, as they call them, which are, Women they seem, women they deem disingenuous, disingenuous in their support, who they la- say latch onto the movement as a source of fame and money. For example, Lauren Southern, who is an alt-right YouTube commentator, she recently made a video called Why I'm Not Married, in which she pleaded with her audience to stop calling her a degenerate for not being married with children at age 22. It's exceedingly, they said again, it's exceedingly <laughs> difficult to feel sorry for her, considering she's a self-proclaimed alt-right. Um, I don't really feel any sorry or pity for her, but um, they're just pointing out the issues that come with having such a fucked up uh, formula for a belief in a group system as you're trying to recruit these women, but yet you're so rampant with misogyny that that's not even fucking working and you're calling them trad thoughts and these are the very women you're trying to appeal to um so that is sort of the darker side the underlying darker side that um and maybe one of the reasons why we saw miss alina so outright claim i'm not an alt-right not part of the alt-right movement i'm not a bigot i'm not a racist however be careful with the company that you keep (laughs) um because I don't know, again, like we said earlier and you said earlier, if you have to outright claim that you're not associated with that, um, you might want to take a deeper look into this movement and yeah. really find out what's behind it. So I, that was a very, a lot of these articles were just painful to get through in the sense that these people exist and they're out there. Right. Um, but yeah, that is the weird, wild world of trad wives or traditional wives i had no idea i had never heard that term i had not heard about this movement and again like it's really hard to sound like i'm not shitting on them because it's just not what i believe but you don't have to shit on another group of people that don't Mm -hmm. think the same way you do i think that's my big problem is the like the attack on feminists um, feminism isn't about hating men. Exactly. There are women who hate men who don't consider themselves feminists. Mm-hmm. There are feminists who hate men. Like it's, it's not, they don't go hand in hand. They are not mutually exclusive. Yeah. Um, 
feminism is very simply the belief that women are equal to men. Yep. That's it. That's what she is. You, you yeah. can – any way you – just like anything else, there are people that have, I guess, more extreme ways of expressing that. But mm-hmm. it has nothing to do with, like, the core of femininity yeah. or f- feminism. Yeah. Um, but- it's like I saw somebody post – God, I wish I could find the actual, like – I think it was a tweet or something. And it's it stuck with me. It's like it was like a hey reminder. The enemy isn't like the concept of like a fem like feminine. Like the enemy isn't men, it's misogyny. Mm-hmm. The enemy right. isn't this, it's you know, white supremacy. Mm-hmm. Um and I think that's what a lot of people in like Alina, I think they have these very insecure, very defensive concepts and you see it with feminists too like I, I you you run across these but i don't honestly really even consider these like male hating feminists really to be feminists I, I that's not really sorry about it if you hate men and you're you think you're a feminist i don't i don't agree hot take because that literally <laughs> undermines the whole movement right it's like doesn't audrey lord say um you know it wouldn't none are free until we all are free like mm-hmm. i mean um the, the point it's, is it's like what she said about how do i explain you know feminism to my son it's like tell the truth yeah women right. are treated Fuck. unfairly yes. and until they are treated fairly we have to acknowledge it and mm-hmm. fight for it mm-hmm. yeah so yeah um there it, is yeah. i found oh sorry i found a no, quote from the feminine mystique. Um, mm. I knew it was in there somewhere. I couldn't remember the exact quote, so I did have to cheat and goog. Nice. Uh, give it a goog. But um, it is the only way for a woman, as for a man, to find herself, to know herself as a person, is by creative work of her own. So mm. just like adder anybody else, in order to feel fulfilled, you have to be given the freedom to do what you want to be doing. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you've got it. Like un- until you know what it is you want to be doing, like you're not going to be fulfilled and don't try yeah. to cram your square peg self into a round hole mm-hmm. because everybody else is telling you that. But the same with yeah. men. I'm sure that there are some men who yeah, yeah. aren't affectionate with children, with their own children. Yeah who, you know, avoid certain kinds of music or movies or, you know, clothing even, or who feel like they can't be vulnerable because they're going to be seen as less than. Oh, absolutely. And that's the thing, right, with the whole idea of feminism. Like, feminism doesn't just benefit women. Like, that's something that I, I feel like a lot of the, that the common misconception or the people that are like, why are we so divided? And they're really the ones that are like, out to divide everybody and put everybody into categories looking at you jk rowling but it's this idea that like 
women being, you know, women's liberation is just tie. It's misogyny, right? That's what we're trying mm-hmm. to. And anything yeah. that says like a man is supposed to be exactly this and no have no emotion and not be sensitive and not cry is so directly related and hand in hand with this idea that women are supposed to be are, are overly emotional and not supposed to work and supposed to be mothers or supposed to stay their gender at birth. And like all of these things mm-hmm. are so tied together um so yeah like to your point i totally agree it's like it's the it's the husband that it's the husband that wants to stay home with the kids because he's more he's more nurturing and the wife wants to go work that is such to a lot of people that's like a like a a mind-blowing concept but um yeah the attack on fem the feminism is just so stupid because it's 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 here to benefit absolutely everyone. It's here to benefit that little son that you're explaining that to. So yeah, that when and if, you, if if you can't agree that everybody is equal, yeah. I mean, say any that's you've a moral lost issue. Me. Yeah. You've lost me. Yeah, <laughs> I know. You're, I'm not yeah. I just can't. Yeah. Um Yeah. Weird. Isn't it weird? It's weird. And if that's wild. What you, yeah, if if that's what you want to do, I think it's really valuable to be able to do that kind of family yeah. work. I'm not going to call it housework, yeah. but do that kind of family work that yeah. to be in the position, a fortunate position that you are able to stay at home and be caretaker mm-hmm. to your family, whether you yes. are mom, dad, male, female, I mean, whatever, who, whichever yeah. caretaker, whichever parent wants to be the one that mm-hmm. is the caretaker who stays home. Cool. But know yeah. that, it's not because you've been assigned this role. It's because you're choosing yes. it and yes. it doesn't define you and it doesn't make you any more or less valuable than a mm-hmm. parent who leaves the home and does a more traditional work life. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, and yeah. It, oh, go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, because like that's the thing, one of the big things that keeps coming back to me is like it's very easy to idealize something when you are given the choice to do the other mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I, I'm all down like if that's if you want to live your best life and you want to stay home I don't give a fuck what gender you are cool like that's great that's amazing because you have been given the choice to do that mm-hmm. um I mean god it wasn't until the 70s until women were allowed to open fucking credit cards up in their own names, yep. without their husband's name, fucking or credit father. cards, right? Or father. Have, you had yeah. to have like a dad or a daddy. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I mean, it's just, I, I hate that idea, and it's just so clear when you watch videos of her. She's so defensive. The Alina, the kind of the mother of the trad wives, I would call her. Mm-hmm. Um, she it doesn't seem. Sadly, she doesn't seem like a horrible person. She just seems like a perfect storm of where she is very insecure she and she felt she she talks about how she felt like there was the Britney Spears and things were happening she's not she's she's fairly young um Britney Spears and things were happening when she was growing up and she didn't like that she liked Doris Day she like looked and she was looking at her mom her mom was a single mother and she saw how hard that was for her um but she kind of took it and ran with it to a place where she's acting out of insecurity it seems rather than maybe addressing some of those issues and talking about some of those issues because well, she's, it's she's totally also selling a brand fine. she's selling yeah. a brand and she's gonna yeah, lean she in really have hard two books. 
Yeah. She's going to lean in really hard because I don't, I'm not buying what she's selling, but I went to her website. Mm-hmm. Like I gave her traffic. Yeah. I put yeah. eyes on her content yeah. because it, yeah. it's like, I don't think that she's just being a provocateur. Like I, she probably does really believe this, but she photographs well. She's got mm-hmm. a beautiful fucking website. It look if you yeah. looked at it right away, it just looks like um, like a lifestyle blogger, like a super mm-hmm. super sleek lifestyle blogger brand. And yeah. it's not until you start digging into certain areas of her website where you'll see this trad wife. Yeah. kind of stuff the rest Tom of it was like Fleury. the first article I, I clicked on was how to make an english tea yeah and it, there was nothing about trad wife behavior in it it was just she had yeah. like a little chart of all different colors of tea based on how much milk is in the tea and like just talking mm. about like oh i'm somewhere between a this and a this and even i caught myself yeah. like oh i'm totally right here like looking at her dumb little chart like yeah so it's like a little <laughs> bit of like wolf in sheep's clothing where you get lured mm-hmm. into the sort of oh i i just went there because she had a, a recipes or she had this or that there were some like traditional type of english recipes or or whatever in there mm-hmm. and then once you're in realizing where you are yeah <laughs> and then it's this whole like what she said about like celebrating themselves it's like mm-hmm. but you know all women should celebrate themselves yes the no matter home, what you describe yes the ones that don't have yes. kids the ones that do have kids yes. we should all be celebrating ourselves it's great make your choices yeah but don't shit on the people that have chosen a different path for themselves yeah yeah and Supporting. don't shit on the people That's... that are in the same path as you but that don't look exactly like you yeah saying that you're better that a trad wife is how she's how she's different she doesn't say better than but that's what that means Mm -hmm. Uh, they're different than than other housewives because they like take this really seriously oh as Mm -hmm. opposed to the mother who stays home to care for her children who doesn't take it seriously right yeah yeah, it's just it's it's there's riddle it's riddled with privilege, it's riddled with problems and um it's fascinating. I'll give her that. It is. And yeah, fucking as, fascinating. as for the whole modesty angle that they've got where you're dressing in clothes tight enough to show you're a woman but loose enough to show that you're a lady. I dress the way she does in some of her photo shoots. I kind of dress a little mm-hmm. housewifey. I'm a big old whore. So, you know, it doesn't matter. It don't matter. I wear a baseball matter. cap. Yeah. I'm still down for and a fook. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> Thing, that whole what were you wearing bullshit. I, oh, I, because we, we, especially. Yeah, we've talked about it recently how in masks and sunglasses, you can, ba- you can barely see. The, my forehead is essentially the yeah. only skin showing. Mm-hmm. And. I've still had comments like cat call sort of comments. Right. Uh, walking to my car. I'm like, I'm just trying to walk to my motherfucking car. In a fucking pandemic. I, I just got I'm out of work. Sorry my forehead is so fucking enticing to you. I got I I just got <laughs> out of work. My face is falling apart underneath this mask. Uh, you know, I'm I just I just want 
to not be seen and I just want to be able to live my life and walk to my car. I don't mm-hmm. need your opinion. I, it no. doesn't mean Mm-mm. a thing to me. Mm-mm. I don't care. What must it feel like to think that everybody needs to know every thought that's in your goddamn head? <laughs> okay, so that's going to do it for this episode. As always, we are The Bottom Bible, Instagram, Spotify, uh, Stitcher, iTunes. Oh, um, yeah, no, that's it. <laughs> I don't know what I, I don't thought of it. If, if you want to email us, it is thebottombible at gmail.com. Um, message us, comment on the post. And um, had you ever heard of Trad Wives? Leave a comment down below. Um, do you want to be a Trad Wife? I don't know. I don't know your life. Um, leave that down there as well. And we will be back with another episode next week as we do as we do every week every week (laughs) goodbye guys bye tell me what